Hey everybody! Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> we are out. we're late tonight because that was the longest hockey game in the history of hockey games, man. Oh, man, yeah, that was a long one. A lot of injury time, a lot of bad hockey, a lot of, a lot of referees getting hit in the nuts. Yeah, that was. We had to replay it. Yeah. It's cathartic. Um, but we're here. We're on. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, for you guys, I have something yeah, stuck we, in my tooth. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it out on air. Go oh ahead. yeah! I told you not to do this. Do what? Wait. Oh yeah, you said no. Air. It was a it was a crazy night on headset. I mean, we can oh, yeah. we complain about our job. It's the most fun job in the world. Yeah, just hanging out with your buddies, saying dumb shit. Yeah, we had um <clears throat> a hell of a time tonight. The boss was there. Our president. He always enjoys when we have a good time. I, I sent that 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 uh, Instagram story of my office. My I have all the three foam belts that WWF mm -hmm. sold back in the day. And um, uh, our friend Wade asked how I get any work done in that office. Like, I still have yet to play the X Men arcade game I have in there. No, we we have. Yeah, it was, yeah. I haven't had a chance yet. Uh, but one no. day, one day I suspect. One day. It's a conversation piece. It really is. It just looks good there. So when you have when you have like meetings and stuff in your office and people oh. come in and you're like, oh, what's that? And then you know it's the icebreaker for you to carry on the rest of your meeting with the other important people that you talk with in there. It's if I actually did have meetings, it'd be more of a power move. Like you have to sit there and listen to this dickhead who has a fucking X Men arcade yeah. cabinet in his office. Like you'd get up mid conversation, kind of stroll over and just kind of play a game while they're talking to you. Yep. Yep, yep, that's Then you I walk mean. over, grab a belt off the wall, strap it on. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> Pull a couple figures out of the cabinet and just have, have little wrestling matches on your desk. We'll get the ring down. I have the ring up at the top. Oh, yeah. yeah you just get pull, it down. Pull the ring down. Be like then. Tommy Boy when he sets the thing on fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I'm a grown-up. Um, Yeah, but uh, we had fun tonight. And it was, you know, not the best hockey, but it was a fun night on headset. We have, we have our fun. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like this show. Yeah, it's work but fun. Yeah, it's not. It's not work. It's not. I'm actually uh, taking a vacation day tomorrow, Squeezer. Whoa! Yeah, I have uh, uh, Enchantress and I are going to see the Batman at six. Ooh, fancy pants. Yeah, and I'm rarely done working at six, so or by five, so we get there early. You know, get get a few drinks at the Red Robins. I mean, you could come in at nine. Mm. Not or eight thirty. You know, you can come in at eight thirty. Come in a little early, so you can leave a little early. <sighs> Just be the first one there one day. Just to see the reaction of others it's not worth the reaction to get up. That's and true. Go there. I can, or I can just come over and pick up your car and park it there, and then have them like milling about the building, worrying that you are there. <laughs> 
hold on, I need to check work-related things. Our channel's in Boo. black, according to Christy. Um, I'm going at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Oh, you actually are? Yes. I was I was. So debating. what I, I predicted go... would come true, like like always. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'll go I'll go next week and see it. And then every single time you say that, and then you wind up going that night. Then it gets exhausting, because then I can't talk to you for like a week. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, because I, I, I wanted to go, I was going to go after work Saturday, because I like to go late at night, you know, because, you know, when our hours, if I'm off, I wouldn't be at home and spend time with the kids, and Miss Squeezer would kill me if I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to the movies, honey, take care of them. So, you know, get them down to bed, then I can sneak back out and, you know, do my thing. And I was going to get, oh, you know what, 11 o'clock is perfect, you get off of work, go to theater and then i see it's a three hour runtime on top of whatever the hell else is going on two hours and 57 minute runtime yes yeah so i'd be walking out of theater at 2 2 30 2 30 in the morning probably as it stands you'll be walking out past midnight yeah well i can deal with that but i'll be walking out as you're going in Oh, maybe we'll, uh, well, we're not, I think I'm going to, I'm going to movie tavern. Because uh, they, they had a nine o'clock. Uh, Yours had a, Tillman had an eight o'clock. So it, that's going to cut it too close. So, so yeah, I figured I'd take vacation. Nice. Batman day. Yes, Batman day. You know, lets me get some things done around the house for Enchantress. I know there's some things. I asked her, I was like, what's on the honeydew list, as she calls it? I guess that's like a, a play on words. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Mine never ends. So, um, I usually try to conquer mine. I do a good job. I do have... I, I do a good job. Well, my, my thing is, I always... I It's my list, pretty much. I add to it. Because it's almost like that thing where like people retire and then they die instantly. So, my thought is, if I keep just adding to my list... Uh, I will live forever. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, I have to uh, to uh, do a few things, but she's being sweet. She said, no, it's your day off. She goes, there is, but it's your day off. Just enjoy it. Huh. I'm looking. I had an email I was supposed to read on, on air, but I'm an idiot and I can't find it. Um, squeezer filling why I am looking. Well, I didn't want to talk over you while you were looking. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, I'll read emails I could find. Reading emails we can find. Uh, Maddie Margs emailed me. Maddie Margs uh, reaching out, seeing for uh, saying he uh, was looking forward to tonight's show. Thanks for listening. I love the cat episode and the pics you posted of your new kitty, Izzy. She's super duper cute and looks just like socks. She does look like socks. It's crazy. I didn't even notice it until I looked it up. And you can see a picture on our Instagram of Enchantress holding socks in the White House back in the day. And then a picture next to her holding Izzy also jumping out of her arms. Like she's kind of got an Elmira vibe to her, that Enchantress. Um, but don't let her hear that. Let's cut that out of the show. Chris Kuzik, we edit that out. All right. I'm making a note. Edit that out. Oh, Jason just said, are you aware that two and five are two in black? If, he's, if he was listening to the show live show, he would be aware that I was aware. 
Um, yes, we're working on it. Uh, I'm trying to work. Working on channels. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm, wor- I'm trying to work, look up an email, and all I'm looking for Squeezer to do is fill with a story or something. And you can't even do all that. All right. So I, I'm thinking of it. Give me a second to think of a story. Everyone listen to me think of a story. Um, what is in the news today? Um, we don't want to talk about that. Or that. Uh, let me think of something. Thank you. Oh, you know what? This McDonald's show, let's go back. Your choice of music. Look at this is me just spitballing off the top of my head. This is how things work on the radiators. You see my my genius. Yes. Um, This is me stalling. (laughs) You're doing a really Uh, great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Stalling with the radiators. No, um, I wanted to comment on your your choice of music. It was very fitting and uh, made made me a very happy boy. Because that was in our first episode of McDonald's, uh, the episode. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I probably picked it like three times again. Uh, but uh, the McKids uh, for NES, uh, one of my favorite games on Nintendo. And it, it's weird. Like you'd think, oh, oh, a McDonald's game on NES, that's got to just be a cash grab. And it was. But it was a good cash grab. It was a quality platformer. Some people think it's kind of... It sounds like whoever did the music is... I mean, it's the same company. I feel like whoever did the music was the same person who did uh, Crash Test Dummies. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It does... It's very similar. uh, Very reminiscent of it. Yeah, you can... You can, uh, you know, ski down a hill and jump off a building on the awnings to that kind of music, yeah. Um, but yeah, it it was a lot of fun. And there's some cool mechanics, like the flipping upside down. So you're like running completely inverted on the ceiling. Um, and then much like if you were on the ground and you fell and died, if you hit a gap in the ceiling, you get launched up into the sky and die. It was kind of fun. Um, it was pretty hard. I think did I beat it once. I don't know. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and listen to the last show to hear me tell myself whether or not I beat it. Uh, So give me a second, and I'm going to go back and listen to the previous episode of the uh, Rad Years McDonald's, the episode, and then I will get back to you. (laughs) Uh, See, this is what you forced me to do, Shtick. I'm going to have to get... It's from Toy Bricks. I'm going to have to get him to resend the email. I don't know where it is. The last email I could find from the website was... Uh, website spelling errors from Clark and Fam eighty eight. I think you misspelled the word convenience on your website. <laughs> if you want to keep errors off your site, we successfully used tools like Spell Pros in the past for our websites. A nice customer pointed out our mistake, so I'm paying it forward. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, spelling words wrong is like my <laughs> thing, though. It's my shtick. Uh, I'm sorry, Toy Bricks. Yeah, it was it was it was all a bit. That was, we did that on purpose. I can't I can't find your email so. I, like how I was about to do shtick and you immediately just like oh you know what fuck it yeah you don't want right. to hear it we don't want that no we don't i can run i might have to duck out of the podcast and run into the office oh no i'm just making sure our our dear sweet munch can run in if he can't i'm going to have to I, okay I'll, I'll yell re- very loud. Munch! You're gonna. I'm texting. I'm texting him right now. Sorry, I'm working on the show. You texting guys are like, engineers what on the, the rad years. You know, sometimes work. Yeah, it's kind of important. I guess it's when you have a. All right, he's running in. Okay. Good job, Munch. 
Uh, he thinks it's something bad, so um, oh, he's going into. Do you have? He logged in remotely, and he's trying to switch to the next video, and it's not nothing's changing. So he thinks it's something else. So he's probably frothing at the mouth at something to fix, and then yell at whoever broke it. So oh, he's so excited right, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. Uh, I, I I can't take that away from him. So I'm, you know. Yeah, just hoping for worst case scenario. Like yeah. the entire server rack room's on fire. There's a, a, a bag of McDonald's and a fan somewhere, and it's flaming. Ah, okay. So where were we? Uh, oh, the Batman. Yeah. So, uh, but everything yes, I've seen, I have not tried to read like reviews, but I've just seen there is positive reviews of it. Like, yeah, it's generally well received for a three-hour Batman movie. Um, I saw a positive review, like they gave it a ten, and then all the comments from people that haven't seen the movie yet commenting on that perfect review saying this is bullshit of course you would give it a 10 you're being paid to say this oh kevin smith no no was, i think it was ign which oh. they probably were right but because uh, they it, every it, time it, kevin like says something good about a movie they're like you're if, whether it's dc or marvel they're like, you're being paid but he's not No, when are people going to realize he likes everything? Yeah. I like everything pretty much. Well, most everything. Yeah. Not- I, I, I have come around more where I it's easier for me to just... It's because I just watch and enjoy the things well, that also, I like. Well, also, I shame you really bad on the on the website. I'm still on the show when you, when you say you don't like something. That's fine. And um, then I move on. And For shame. Ding. That's what I was going to say. The only thing I don't, I don't like. Is, uh, but I, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to make a, a joke Thrones. earlier when we were walking through town, and I just, I didn't feel like having the argument, so I just let it go by. What? Uh, when you were uh, and giving advice to one of our our fellow uh, workers about going down to Atlantic City and what restaurant to go to, mm-hmm. and you said that you had to go to uh, Guy Fieri's. And yes. I was going to say, or you can just save the money on gas and tolls and go to a TGI Friday. <laughs> But I knew it was going to lead to a thing. You're not getting fucking mustard butter at TGI Fridays, pal. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. It does sound delicious. I'm not going to lie. TGI Fridays sounds delicious right about now. Now, listen, I've had TGI Fridays and I've had Guy Fieri's. And Guy Fieri's is a lot better. I mean, why it's so easy to shit on Guy Fieri. I know it is. It makes it fun. Yeah, I love it. I love him. He's, he's one of my favorite people alive. And, um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, news-wise, Charlie Cox, he's uh, prepping for his MCU Daredevil feature, and he's reading the entire Daredevil comic run from tip to tail. I think that's pretty cool. That's commitment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he said... Uh, he started reading the entire comic history from the very beginning, something he didn't do before. I've been doing a lot of other stuff. I've been working with my kids, but about a month ago, I re-upped my Marvel Unlimited account, which I've been paying for. I'm a, I'm a paid and true member since 2014. And I started reading the comics from the beginning again, which I haven't done since we started the show all these years ago. Just, dude, all you got to read is Man With No Fear, the fucking... Um, who wrote Man With No Fear? Man Without Fear. What the fuck's his name? Oh, I'm asking you. You don't know. No. Um, 
He wrote oh, that was hurt. that was that was caustic. It was. You don't know. <laughs> I know you, you told me before you didn't read it, so I know you don't know. And I'm asking blindly. Just mean I don't know who. Who okay? Who wrote? Uh, who wrote? I uh, don't know. Oh yeah, you don't know. You don't know who wrote Dark Knight Returns? Come on, it's on the tip of my tongue. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Duh. Oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah, it's Frank Miller. Right, Frank Miller. I just thought that was too obvious, and that you would have known, so I didn't want to sound dumb. Ah, right. Like, of course you would say right, Frank Miller. Right. Well, Frank Miller's Man with No Fear run is fucking awesome. So just read that. Oh, Kevin Smith, he did great stuff with the character too. But kind of based it on the Man with No Fear. Uh, oh, and look what he said. And it's funny. I'm reading the. I'm rereading the Joe Casada, Kevin Smith, uh, Guardian Devil from '98, and that's what it is. That's that's a good stuff. Oh, Munch fixed it. Good job, Munch. Yay! Just like so, it wasn't a flaming bag of McDonald's. Well, I mean, it still somewhere. could be. It could, could be. be. Yeah. Um. So he said, "It's funny. I haven't read it since. I read it before we started shooting the show, and it's funny reading it now. I'm recognizing so many moments that we took." <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, Joe Casada was a producer on uh, Daredevil show, so. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for some Charlie Cox Daredevil to come back. Give him a movie. Yeah. Like do something really cool. Like they like do it Marvel like a nine episode. Those thirteen episode Netflix shows were just too long. It was too much. Yeah. And you lost the story and the convolution. Uh, the Matt uh, the Matt Reeves who directed the new Batman movie. Uh, was asked of course because the Hollywood media can't ask anything but a stupid question. Um, they asked him if he can make a Marvel movie and he said he doubts he can make a good Marvel film I have such respect for Kevin Feige and also for the Marvel filmmakers but to be honest with you I just don't know how I would make my way through that there has to be some level of discovery for me where I have some freedom to find my way if I have to come into something that's already set too firmly I think I'd get lost and I don't think they'd be happy with me either I, I could see how that could be frustrating for some directors. Uh, Munch is still going in because he's worried. He's like, it shouldn't have worked like that. So it could <laughs> still be the flaming flaming bag of um, McDonald's squeezer. So your wish could come true. My nightmare, oh, your wish. No, it's not even my It's just my wish for Munch because I know it would. Yeah. Who left this flaming bag of McDonald's here? <laughs> I just woke Ooh, the chatters up. And there's probably. food in there. Yeah. I'm finishing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we should start talking because I don't really have anything left to fill on. We didn't. No one. No. We, no one left any comments on YouTube. Someone emailed me and I lost it, so I can't read the email. Mm -hmm. I'm a shit then, fucking. Then, now the building's on fire. Host, the building's on fire. We have no. No one left any reviews or ratings on uh, Apple Podcasts because you all hate us. And I'm a I'm the worst mother ever, and I failed at my I failed at being a mother because I failed at being a podcast host, and you clearly don't love me. So whatever, I'm going in my bed and room and locking the door. Still going to do a show about McDonald's? Yes, and you're first. So here is your Ooh. first pit. What can turn a bath into a trip to Neverland? Hear me, McDonald's cook Happy Meal. 
based on a new movie. That's Peter Pan. A mermaid that swims, hook himself, or a lost boy squirter. One with each dollar ninety-nine hamburger happy meal you buy your kids. Awesome vista hook. When will you be done? Never. <laughs> McDonald's hook happy meal. <laughs> I knew you love that. Happy I love, I love that. That's why I had to pick this one in particular. I know I talked about the hook Happy Meal toys, and I'm not necessarily going that route. It's part of it. I also love that they have to throw in the little Terminator reference because it's 1991, and any way that it was already part of the zeitgeist. Hasta la vista. Um, uh, well, Simpsons used it. Yeah. Simpsons, uh, did, Simpsons it. did it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, what I specifically want to get into is, like, you have the Happy Meals and the Happy Meal toys, but the displays that basically told you you want this and mm -hmm. kept bringing you back to try to complete the set. The 3D and, bubbles. Yeah, yeah. There was somewhere they were just very bare bones, and it was a shelf, and they're like, just, here, you want, get this. Like, the a lot of times when uh, sexist... Uh, role uh inciting mcdonald's would have the barbie or like hot wheels ones where it's basically just like a row of barbies and a row of cars and if you're a girl you have to get the barbie if you're a boy you have to get the car kind of thing otherwise they'd look at you weird um but that was the 90s uh now it's very neutral or my kids are even like i want that one like that's cool i don't i got real barbies i want the car but uh the hook one was cool because it was when they go theme, that's where they really shine. And the hook one is, I would say, in like my top three. And it's like a bottle. Like uh, like you'd have a bottle floating at sea. Uh, and inside it, in the blown plastic bubble that shaped like a bottle, you had all your toys laid out. And like your Rufio squirter, which was uh, the quintessential bathtub toy, um, for and especially for growing uh, black mold. Uh, thing was gross, but super cool. Um, yeah, the hook one was really cool. Berenstain Bears going old school, going back uh, before they got even more and more popular. The uh, Berenstain Bears had like a treehouse, hmm. and they had like little bubbles uh, for each individual one, uh, and that was cool. And then I, I think one of the really cool ones, the Batman Returns one. I think my the only uh -huh. one I would want to own, the coolest one, is the Super Mario is, Brothers 3 one. Yes. That's quintessential. That is number one. That's the best one. Uh, it just looks so cool. Like, they, like recreating, uh, like, a level out of the game and just the way, the way they, and not just when they put them on display. Uh, where's my picture? It's Super Mario Brothers 3 one. I had it. Too many pictures. But like, it, not just like having them in a row, but when you kind of work them into like a uh, like a gimmick, like a, like a, a scene. It's like more like a diorama than just a, like a display case. Um, they did the same thing like Spider Man. Um, there's a Spider Man one where they actually have it like a cityscape, uh, which was really cool. And then even like uh, uh, what the, the McNugget Buddies. Like, they had, like, the Halloween one, they had, like, a haunted castle. And then all the little McNugget buddies were in, like, different little windows. Um, and you're like, Mommy, please, I want to get that one. I want to get that one. And, you know, and you come back and 
I don't think I ever had more than like two per set. It wasn't like a, we didn't get to go to McDonald's a lot. It was either dumb luck or like emergency. I have to get food in you because it's my job. Or like if I really, really wanted that toy and I was a good boy. Yeah, it was summer. It was like summer when, you know, your mom was stuck with you for lunch. Uh, when your dad, because my dad couldn't cook and he had to feed you. Uh, and then occasionally if, for a treat or they just had, yeah, the emergency. Yeah. Generally, it was when they did not feel the cooking or yeah. getting us or taking us to a restaurant, go through the McDonald's drive through eat in the car and shut the fuck up. Yeah. It, it, what was convenient for us was our McDonald's was right by our ball fields. So if if there was like some activity, uh, at yeah, the ours was too. Ours was centrally located at Cedar Crest and Tillman, the hub of like South Whitehall Township, right there. Yeah. So you really, I mean, that's pretty, they probably built them that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or was yours for, you the know, one, we were at the mall. Was yours the one up. that's by Taco Bell? Is that the one you're talking about? Yep, that okay. one. That that was the one where you had the the fenced in play area right at the bottom of the busiest steepest hill on the busiest road and so it's just a cloud of brake dust just pooling outside your mcdonald's that you're just you know eating yeah tractor trailers (laughs) and jig brakes yeah it's uh, it it was just so loud and there's like the steel fence around you and the safest place would be like inside like a grimace because you know you were super protected there it's just a steel cage of doom um yeah, that that was that was my McDonald's. So uh, occasionally, you know, we would get go there uh, more often than that. That was the one we would go to. Rarely would we actually stop at the one in the mall. I think we only went in there like it was rare, you know. Um, but yeah, that was our go-to, and I would just get so excited. I I would just stand there because you know they're waiting in line, and it was like you would kind of just wander off to the, that little the one in the stand. mall. I'll never fucking forget ever forget it's a forever 21 now but it, it was like the perfect spot in the mall because it was right by the escalators yeah and so you you came up and it was almost like you would hear that oh yeah right and it was huge it was fucking massive it, it was bigger it than was any big. store it was bigger than any store and it was yeah. always packed and the the counter was all the way at the back and the rest mm-hmm. was just booths and chairs and tables. Yeah, and there was like you hit the escalator, and this it would this real warm, soft yellow glow, because you already have the warm fluorescent lights, and then all that yellowish beige and brown, and all the. Uh, what year did it close? The, like two thousand, uh, something like. Well, it became a Chick Fil A. No, no, it didn't. It did not become a Chick Fil A. The Chick Fil A was where Aerie was. The Chick Fil A was next to McDonald's. I worked in the mall squeezer. I know. Chick Fil A and McDonald's existed at the same time. Okay. The food court was basically the second floor because Bain's Deli was up there. The Chick Fil A. Yeah, there really wasn't a food court until they remodeled the outside and then kind of made that hallway a roving food court. Right, but that that wasn't there before. Well, the TGI. I'm sorry, the Ruby Tuesday was. But upstairs yeah. was the Bain Deli. Bain's Deli. There was a Subway. Um, there was the McDonald's, and there was the Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. So I think it was early two thousands. They closed the McDonald's and made put Forever Twenty One in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was never Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A was way okay. too small. 
Chick-fil-A was about the size as, as it is now, just a different location. Like where Aerie gotcha. is was Chick-fil-A. I, I wasn't cool enough to hang out in that mall. So. I, I didn't. I work there. <laughs> yeah, well. And then there was Arby's downstairs. Arby's was where, uh, not Paxson, Arby's was uh, Hollister was, was Arby's. Mm-hmm. We never went to that Arby's. We had our Whitehall Mall Arby's. Whitehall Mall Arby's. We liked our external exits and entrances, (laughs) which is also right off the. Like you can actually walk right out of the The baseball field, yeah, and go right to the the Arby's field and walk right into an Arby's. It was like right there. Just all right, all right, little squeeze. We're pulling you out of the game. Perfect timing to go get uh, some potato (laughs) pat, some potato pancakes, and uh, cherry slushy. (laughs) Like, like you see them pull a pitcher, and he gets all pissed. He walks right through the dugout into the clubhouse i walked right through the dugout right across the parking lot right into the arby's <laughs> right why 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 uh have a snack bar when there's an arby's is your snack bar but they also had that snack bar right there in the they, it was a solid yeah, snack yeah, bar too yeah. it was great yeah but like also the whitehall mall one and then the red uh red yeah. wagon too are you talking about the ballpark snack stand or no 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 the one in the mall oh no because there's a snack stand at the ballpark yeah that was good too if you were waiting in line, like you would have to like move sometimes because you were actually in play, right? And they had like the... if you were if you were second person in line, you were standing on the baseline uh, on the foul line. They had like some holy grail candy, like uh, tearjerker bubblegum balls and tongue splashers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are. They had a full spinning rack of big league chew. Yeah, that's that's what dreams are made of, right that there. Was a legit. What, uh, what's the show about, and what are we talking about? Uh, oh, McDonald's, and we were talking uh, the the. Uh, oh, the, the 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 yeah, I got you now. I'm back the on displays, track. But yeah, it, it all came it all came down to we got there. The, the Super Mario Brothers uh, three one is uh, by far the best. Yeah. Okay. Um, my first pick is kind of one I, I I remember it very well, and I never talked about it on here, and I wanted to. And it gives me the perfect... I've talked about every other chicken nugget promotion before, but this one. <laughs> hey there! Hey, the Silvertone! I'm party fan! But lately... No parties. Because everybody's here at McDonald's! For the Chicken McNuggets Fiesta! Chunks of chicken! Tenders! Three new sauces! Green chili salsa with jalapeno peppers! Spicy! Mild salsa with chunks of tomato and onions! Mesquite barbecue! Ooh, and they're giving away real south of the border coins! I'll collect them! So now we do party And fiesta! Hit it! Um, Chicken McNuggets Fiesta. So they sold nine pieces and 20 pieces with three special sauces that I hated except the mesquite barbecue because it kind of tasted just like their other barbecue. There was a salsa. There was a green chili salsa. And there was the mesquite barbecue. And it was south of the border. And it's very like like all the McDonald's uh, McNugget promotions. It was a weensy bit racist. (laughs) Just like the uh, McNuggets Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah. They say Oriental like five times. Oof. Yeah. Ow, <laughs> the commercial. That Oriental flair. Um, but the coolest thing was, and the reason why I got this a lot, and my grand my grandpa was a giant coin collector, and he gave uh like rare coins. Like he, really big coins, or he collected a lot of regular size coins. He wasn't Batman, he didn't have a giant penny in his back uh, cave, but he sick. collected rare like coins from around the world. And there was there's two like I don't know if you remember, like in the late eighties, late eighties mainly, like like rare coins were kind of a thing. Like 
Um, I had a kit. Yeah, but it was like giveaways. Like in yeah, it my my one grandpa, my dad's dad would collect the one. His favorite cereal was uh, Super Golden Sugar Crisp. Sounds healthy. My grandpa um, lived on a few things. He ate golden sugar, super golden sugar crisp for breakfast, and then the rest of the day he would eat saltines and dry roasted peanuts while he drank beer out of this tiny little porcelain cup that he'd salt the beer. And it was it was Bush, not Bush Light, like you dickholes out there who drink Bush latte. He drank Bush, like a freaking man. Sorry, your dad drank Bush Light, right? Yeah, but it it wasn't exactly for the taste. <laughs> okay. Um. So he just drink, and he was. I never saw the man drunk in my life, but he would steadily drink bush all day long, and he smoked like a chimney until he got emphysema. Then he quit. Uh. But so he'd always save the the premiums from the sugar golden crisps. So I had plenty of like sugar bear dolls that it came with packed on, and I had tons of the rare coins that were packed on, and most of the ones I had I remember for Finland, and it was like a cardboard. With like a piece, a cellophane circle in the middle, holding like like stapled together and holding the coin in the middle. Mm-hmm. But the coins from the Fiesta McNuggets were in a little paper pouch that you tear open and pour out, and there were six total. And you'd get a card that you'd fill up the card, and I had like six of the cards filled up. But I, my grandpa kept giving me the little pouches, and my brother, and we just tear them open. And I wish I had one in the pouch. And then like a few years ago, I've been a subscriber to Zombie. I'm not Zombie Sailor. I love Zombie Sailor, and I can't wait for his heels and faces figures. But this is uh, uh, Dinosaur Dracula. Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. I've been a subscriber to his fun packs since 2013, I believe. And in one of the years, he sent one of the sealed coins from Fiesta McNuggets. And um, I have that still. So that's a cool little piece that I have. But I also have the card still with the coins in it. And... um, I remember hating the sauces, really, and just wanting regular barbecue. But uh, they'd give you the sauces and one of the regular barbecue. But they also had this squeezer, which which was probably delicious, but I never had it. The taste of pineapple, the taste of coconut. Delicious, different, cool. The new Fiesta Colada Shake. Break it, shake it, and McDonald's. So why did we do a whole campaign to bring back fucking... Uh, uh, Szechuan dipping sauce for McNuggets and there's yet to be a campaign to bring back the Fiesta Colada shake. I would take that sugary piece of shit and suck it down. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get to that. that. Tell that to Dan Harmon and maybe you'll get Yeah, it. yeah, Dan Harmon. Can you, can you have fucking Rick? Well, I don't know. The show's kind of lost its steam, but can you have Rick go back and uh, access his mind to bring back the 1980, go 10 years later to 1988 and bring back the Fiesta Colada uh, shake. Um, and I'll take the three dipping sauces because now they'll probably be good. It was mesquite barbecue, green chili salsa with jalapeno peppers. Because back then, no one knew what a jalapeno was. So you had to say jalapeno peppers. And mild salsa with chunks <laughs> of tomato and onions. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I could see why. Yeah. Yeah. There's a try. And bring back, bring sauces, like they had a they had a few ones for the Oriental McNuggets. Or the, I'm sorry, Shanghai McNuggets. Wow, well, wow, okay. Don't try to cancel me. <laughs> I'll cancel you right back. <laughs> and then the um for their holiday McNuggets, they had like the orange sauce, orange cranberry sauce, and then the apple cinnamon sauce. 
Which yeah, actually, no thanks. Yeah, it's probably good. Because I used to get – there was a, a period I went through as a kid where I got the honey dipping sauce from McDonald's. I only did sweet and sour. Uh, I I was never sweet and sour. It was, it was and it, and then I'm a very minimalist, just a teensy bit. Yeah, me too. I was too. Just a just a, a saison of mm-hmm. dipping sauce. I wasn't. You know, now I could I could I could go through like ten packs of barbecue, one pack per nugget. You know. No, I'm still a. The only, the only if it's like blue cheese, I will just dredge it in, and if there's any left, I'll just you know lap it out like a cow, but. <laughs> Oh, like, I don't even like saucy wings. Like, I like my wings on the dryer side. Oh, yeah. Well, did you ever perfect your, your air fryer wing recipe? Uh, No, because then, uh, then I started doing them on the grill, and I started uh, trying to perfect them that way. And then I realized... Oh, was yeah. Bronson was talking about that. Yeah, way that, too fat, and I just had to stop. During music fest. <laughs> he kept saying, ah, I should go home and go to bed, but I think I'm going to go home and grill some wings. <laughs> Yeah, twelve hour, you know, fourteen hour day. Go home. Of eating eat like shit. Eat like absolute <laughs> shit. During the day. Stuff. During the day. Four servings of poutine, and then uh, go home and go grill home some wings and, and make wings on the grill and drink like nine beers. How many? Yeah, like, if you make wings on the grill, how many wings are you making? Uh, anywhere from six to eight. That's Depends not as on... bad as I thought. It's not like clams for you, right? No, 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 no. You just it's it's the process. You don't you don't want too many, and you don't want them to go to waste. You know. Did you when you make clams? Did you make any during Music Fest? Did you go home and make clams? Uh, probably not, because yeah, like the wings, they're in a big thirty pound bag or so in the freezer. Mm. You know, clams have to go to the store like that day, get them fresh. I might have. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. And you steam the hams. I mean the clams, right? Yeah, steamed hams. Uh, yeah, I have, I have two different I have two different size steamers. I have a very large one, like if I'm going to do a bushel and have people over, and then I have a smaller one I could do about two dozen in comfortably. You mean have people over snack. to watch you eat a bushel of clams? They, I share that. No, yes, I invite. The, hey, come on over and watch me eat clams. Bring your own butter. Bring me your own butter. Do you do you use brown butter or do you just? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. You, gotta, you have to actually you, you you get it till it's just about charred, and then you drop it back down and let it like kind of marinate in its own uh, carcinogens. <laughs> That's the way to go. And then and then you do about a dozen at a time. You just pop them all in the butter, let them soak. Oh, that's the way. You don't just crack one, dip it, and eat it. Well, you get a couple. You get a couple good one soaking and then you can go ahead and like do one at a time uh, and then you got those little guys just kind of sitting so there. do you enjoy the taste of and clams then, or the taste of butter uh both i uh, know because i can i can eat them dry I can eat oh them you dry. can yeah yeah you just suck them right out of the shell oh, ugh, yeah God. yeah you get a little bit of that water clam juice in there you know i think i saw something the other day some guy found like a ten thousand dollar pearl while eating clams did you see that news article? Uh, that would have pissed me off because I'm like, God, I'm out of clams. <laughs> there's supposed to be a clam in there, and I got a goddamn pearl. Mm, let's see if yeah, I. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like lips, man, lips, like just sucking down oysters. Man, man finds pearl that could be worth thousands while eating clam. Uh, I, the odds are, I, I should have found like three of them by at now. a New Jersey restaurant. 
Especially during Squeezer's Summer of Clams when I realized I wasn't allergic anymore and it, that got out of hand. Yeah, that was, I remember that, we were doing Iron Pigs. That was like every and, day. And like, I'm you're like, like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, oh, I got my shit done in the ballpark. I'm gonna run out and get clams and put them in the fridge. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Michael and Maria Spessel were dining at the Lobster House in Cape May when Michael, who was finishing a plate of raw clams, you wouldn't eat raw clams, would you? Mm. No. Felt something hard in his mouth. Michael told NewJersey.com that he thought one of his molars cracked, but it was a an, it was a smooth round pearl in reality. The pearl is 8.83 millimeters across, according to Sarah Standicard, an employee at the Lobster House. Not only is this a fine, incredibly rare, but according to the pearl source, the pearl could be worth thousands of dollars. Why is it worth thousands of dollars? People wear necklaces of them. Uh, is it was it natural? Maybe I don't know. Cause... Yeah, it's natural. It was in the clam. Well, I mean, like, not farm-raised. Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about pearls. I I mean, it could just be an artificial sense of scarcity. Not that that's a thing, but... So, Maria Spessler says the couple has been eating at the Lobster House for nearly 34 years. Michael will typically order a dozen raw clams on a half shell for his appetizer. He tops them off with hot sauce or cocktail sauce and adds a little lemon. He eats dozens and dozens of clams. We never found anything like that. So it's pretty exciting. So yeah, you're you're a couple more. Th- I'm due. You're due. <laughs> All right, hang on. I gotta. What time is it? Shit, they closed. Damn COVID. Um, tomorrow I'll be a little late tomorrow. Getting clams, looking for that. And pearl. and and the fridge in the break room is gonna smell like clams. Mm. Yeah, I don't use yeah. it, so you're fine. Oh, okay. All right. Actually, if I just get a hot plate, and I can boil <laughs> my. Uh, have a clam boil. Just get one yeah, of those. Have a little clam bake. Get one of those outdoor like gas boilers outside. Y'all I having a clam bake? I, this Squeezer. is as good as in writing. It's thirty-four <laughs> degrees out. Why are you having a clam bake? It's thirty-four degrees out. Oh, why is it called a clam bake if you're boiling it? You just blew my mind. I think you because you bake other things. Well, uh, it's a good question. Oh, because I think you actually, you wouldn't necessarily, like, for a clam bake, I think traditionally they actually, like, threw them in the coals under, like, burlap, if I'm correct. They didn't just use Thanks big Thanks to pots. the seawater and seaweed, the food has a smoky, briny flavor. The term clam bake is shorthand, too, for cooking a hodgepodge of assorted delicacies from lobsters, steamers, steamer clams, crabs, mussels, and quahogs, in addition to sides like corn and potatoes. Yeah, this summer I'm going big. I'm having my own clam bake just for me. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 cooked in a pit dug in the sand filled with hot coals. Yeah. I think yeah, I did that once. It was like a Boy Scout thing. Hmm. Yeah, I think. I all kinds of run <laughs> runs together. What the fuck? Wiktionary dot com has like a urban dictionary term for clam bake. Like no, un- no, this is a family show. Underneath it, it says it gives me, it, it gave me the it gave me the definition, and then it says an instance of smoking, usually a marijuana, in an enclosed space, predominantly with females. Oh Jesus Christ! I know. Oh. It, but it's like in the same paragraph. <laughs> it's like like a regular Google search. Yeah, like a dictionary. <laughs> My God. 
All right. The here. internet just gave up. It's like, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, we know what you're looking for. <laughs> here it is. Here is your next pick. You know, I went to the McDonald's in uh, Shelbyville on Friday night. I'm like, what? Uh, McDonald's restaurant. I, uh, I never heard of it either, but uh, they have over 2,000 locations in this state alone. Must have sprung up overnight. You know the funniest thing, though? It's the little differences. Example. Well, at McDonald's, you can buy a Krusty Burger with cheese, right? But they don't call it a Krusty Burger with cheese. Get out. Well, why do they call it? A quarter pounder with cheese. Quarter pounder with cheese? Well, I can picture the cheese, but uh, do they have crusty, partially gelatinated, non-dairy, gum-based beverages? Mm-hmm. They call them shakes. <laughs> shakes. You don't know what you're getting. Well, I know what I'm getting. Some donuts. Ah. Uh, help me out of the booth, boys. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great episode. Um, second best episode shakes. ever. What's that? Second best episode, same season, King Size Homer. Twenty-two short yeah, stories I, I about actually, Springfield. Yeah, this took me down a road of it listing the top. I I, I disagree. I, I I agree and disagree. Um, it was like the top fifty Simpsons episodes ever. It only listed King Size Homer at number ten. What? Uh, yeah, that's crazy. It had it had Grimy at number one and no. uh, Hank Scorpio at two, which I don't disagree that they should be up there. They should be up but there. I but I would go. I would actually put and Grimy's my favorite, but I would go Grimy at two, Scorpio at three, and but King Size Homer is number one. King Size Homer is number one. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh shakes. Uh, you ever get a milkshake at McDonald's? Yes, I have. No, you haven't. I got a shake at McDonald's. Yeah, you got a shake, shake yeah. at McDonald's. Uh. Ah, semantics at its finest. Uh, Squeezer loves semantics. So, according to Section thirty-nine of the Pennsylvania Code outlining frozen dessert standards. <clears throat> uh, all right, everyone, tune out. Thirty-nine point one five, which is relating to ice milk. So let's see. We are at uh, PA code and bulletin.gov if you want to follow along. Uh, I'm so excited for this. Uh, Let's see. So 3931, a freezer-made shakes, freezer-made milkshakes, and freezer-made low-fat milkshakes. Um, A freezer-made milkshake is pure, clean, wholesome, semi. I love how they have to call it wholesome. Like, gee willikers, it's semi-biscuits. That's your second um, G. Willikers in this show. How many? Two. Nice. Um, yeah, the, Pennsylvania is ridiculous. Apparently, New York State's even worse. Um, as far as, like, branding what a milkshake is. And it, it's, it's weird because it's not even like McDonald's is, like, conforming to, like, a rule. Like, this is a milkshake, so you can't call it that. It's that it's state by state. Every rule is different. Like there's some like in Pennsylvania, it might be a milkshake, but if you walk across the border in the New York State, is now like ice milk because it might be like one tenth of a percent difference. Um, and so they just went with shake because it's got some dairy to it but it's more closer to what chief wiggum described it as a non-gelatinous uh gum-based drink frozen gum-based drink yes um let's see well mostly uh what is it P- 
pasteurized milk or okay so this all goes back to people drinking unpasteurized milk which back in like the 20s it's because like sanitation was horrendous now like and now you can't even go and like like you can't buy like unpasteurized milk and like depending on where you are sometimes you can buy it from a farm other states you can't buy it from the farm you can only buy it from a grocery store and vice versa you're actually better off just raw milk is actually good for you it's kind of gross it's probably not gross it's that you're so used to having it pasteurized and then you get the pasteurized homogenized which is basically boiled down to you're drinking white water um but i don't care what they call it they're delicious um i i am i do i love me a milkshake if, if you looked at me you'd be like oh that kid likes milkshakes and poutine and a couple dozen clams and wings and whatever. But still, I love me a good milkshake. And, like, Frosties are good, and they're great for dipping your fries in and stuff. But if you had to give me a choice, I'm going McDonald's milkshake every day of the week. Uh, Burger King can suck it. Oh, God, they were awful. I was not a fan whatsoever. But McDonald's chocolate shake, and only because I like a good black and white milkshake. Like if I get one from like an ice cream place. What's a black and white and milkshake? Go, it's vanilla and chocolate. It's, it's a little it just more taste, mellow. Doesn't it just taste like chocolate? It, it's yeah, but it's a little more mild, so it's not as chocolatey. Mm. Um, but and as that's kind of like what a McDonald's chocolate shake is. It's more mild than. I always got the vanilla shake. I was that guy. Oh, vanilla shakes are okay. I like the strawberries from time to time. That was like long ago, but I would I would still get a chocolate shake today. Um, I was never a fan of I I I absolutely hated the uh, shamrock shakes. Oh, I like shamrock shake. I mean, my mom loves shamrock shake, and my mom loved the fucking eggnog shake. Ugh. Oh God. We used no, to get my mo- the peppermint sundays. So it was um. It was like the pep the Sunday and it had this like red peppermint gel on it. Oh, no thank you. No, my mom loved the the shamrock shakes too. I think my thing was it's one of those like um I have this faint memory of having a shamrock shake and then getting sick and throwing up in the car. Mm. It might be completely unrelated to having a shamrock shake. It might have been that I had a shamrock shake, I had McDonald's, and now I'm in the car and maybe I'm reading something or playing Game Boy or I'm looking at the Happy Meal box and car sick little like I'm like Hampton. Can I say can I say I'm, something I hate? Go ahead. I hate how they serve I haven't gotten a milkshake from or I'm sorry, a shake from McDonald's in probably thirty years. But I hate how they serve them now in the in the clear cups with the top and the whipped cream on top. Yeah, what the hell? What, no, I don't need that. Think they are. Who the fuck do you think you are? Like, where do you get off McDonald's? Yeah, put this it. Isn't, this isn't uh, Starbucks, right? Serve it in the same fucking cup off. you serve your soda in, your pap, like always with the big ass straw. Because <laughs> those things are yeah. thick as a dick. Mm-hmm. Ew. It's a Kevin Smith line. I actually stole that. I know. Um, 
But yeah, I, I love me. I love me my milk. My uh, ooh, I almost said it. Wow, I almost broke the law in Pennsylvania. I was gonna go to jail. Um, I yeah, love uh, wholesome semi-viscous drink. Oh, but it, and it also has to be prepared by stirring while freezing. A pasteurized mix, like it, it's so ridiculous. Like the 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 PA. So chapter thirty nine has first of all the first six sections it have scope now this determines what we're talking about and that's to comply with chapter 59 by the way um and then there's definitions which is oh like frozen dessert plants oh that's like they have to tell you a frozen dessert plant well what's that places premises or establishments where frozen desserts are made this is people we pay people this is where your taxes go folks here's here's my soapbox i think we all know what a milkshake is we don't need we're gonna scroll all the way down 39.66 then they jump to the hundreds it's like 100 different bullet points of what frozen desserts are because you have uh Goat's milk ice cream is its whole different category. Not to be confused with ice milk and lactose reduced ice cream. And then there's goat's milk ice milk. Goats. And then there's like seven different frozen yogurt categories. So if you want some good reading, it's uh, PA code and bulletin.gov forward slash display forward slash PA code question mark file equal sign forward slash secure forward slash okay here's my PA next code pick. forward slash data deep beneath the Gotham City McDonald's the time has come for the Gotham glassware collection get all your favorite characters from the movie Batman Forever including Batman himself and the Riddler chiseled in high quality glass take a break at McDonald's and collect all four just 99 cents each when you buy any McDonald's extra value meal or any other food purchase Hey, you are, sir. Batman. Now I've got him! Ah, <laughs> oh, you would have had a perfect... Forward slash chapter 39, <laughs> toc.html, and D equal sign. I, if you would have just kept reading uh, it so I, was... I potted you back up, you were still reading it, that would have made the joke a little funnier, Squeezer. Uh, yeah, but then it would have been funny. It's better I... I ruin it. <laughs> That's what I do. So do you, these uh, you had to have at least some of these 1995 McDonald's Batman Forever glass mugs, right? No. Uh, we had the two. No, not not in my household. That because that it was an extra fee on top of your meal, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. I think it was. I, th- I think it's a two fifty. Yeah, no, not good. that. There is that. The closest we ever, the farthest we ever got was the uh, puppets at Pizza Hut. That was a big deal. Oh, I kind of asked for these, so they got them for me. And it was. Oh, you know what? Sorry, the Garfield coffee mugs. Uh, we had one of those. That was the only one we ever had that was like extra. Oh no, they were ninety nine cents each. That's why they bought them for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, ninety nine cents each with a purchase. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, they're my parents bought them and they were cheap as fuck. Yep, dollar each. They probably made okay. me use my allowance for them too. <laughs> but there are four mugs, and my two favorite were the Two Face 
and the Robin, the Two-Face especially. So the Batman and Robin ones were tall mugs. The Riddler and Two-Face were like shorty, fat, like more coffee-looking mugs. A squeezer mug. Yeah. Um, there it was sculpted glass. It was really cool. They like like the so it was like a three D effect, but it was all clear glass. There was no paint on it whatsoever. So like these look just like the day you got them if you still have them. Um, there was of course the Batman Val Kilmer one with his flowing cape and a batarang wrapped around the mug's handle. The opposite side shows the Gotham City, including the Statue of Liberty, but I don't think this that's what this document this thing i read online is but it's not the statue of liberty uh robin um has the batmobile in the reverse two-face is tossing a coin and the handle's actually the coin flipping from side to side it's a really cool handle um and that was my favorite mug because i really love i love tommy lee jones two-face in this movie and then the riddler jim carrey's uh mugging it up the end of his question mark cane turns into the handle of the mug and the back has an image of the Riddler's lair. Uh, they're very beautiful. Like the nicest th- things. It's like for me, it was like one of my favorite mugs. They didn't hold a lot of liquid, but God, like, damn. like a fine China. It was, it was, these are beautiful. They're, I should re get them and put them on my desk at work and make people just come in and, uh, and view them. <laughs> I mean, there was other bad. Like, what? Uh, I was gonna say you like, uh, like, kind of like Bruce Wayne, like looking at like the armor and all your artwork, and you and would my, just my giant penny. Yeah, your giant penny, and uh, but as you converse, you're like, these are my Batman mugs, you know, <laughs> all while wearing your your belt. <laughs> Batman forever mugs. Let's see what I can get for him. Oh, a whole set, thirty five dollars. Or best offer. Well, someone just made 35 bucks tonight. <laughs> yeah, I would never drink out of them because I would never drink. Even though like, you go to the bar and you drink out of something someone's drank out of before. I don't know if I could do it. Oh, $30. Man, this is even cheaper. And th- these were must have been like fucking so prolific like everywhere. Because they are dirt cheap online. Yeah, I might wind up by it. Pulling the trigger. Uh, <laughs> pull the trigger tonight uh there was like batman a big batman returns promotion uh which was like the the, we talked about it before frowned upon because toys for a movie with a psychotic perverted penguin (laughs) (laughs) which is great i I, my dad took me oh i guess (coughs) these because hype uh sorry i thought you'd come right back um yeah, I was also a fan of it. Um, I hope he comes back soon. I'm scared. I don't like being alone. You freeze up. My God. Yeah. My dad took me to see Batman Returns <laughs> for my birthday in 1992. But um, And they also had like, the Batmobile, Batman cups with the Frisbee lids for Batman Returns. But these were fucking mm-hmm. awesome. 99 cents. Come in to McDonald's. Squeezer, your next pick. A very, very big message for grown-ups. Do I look 20% smaller to you? I must to McDonald's. When I order a regular burger at McDonald's, they make it with 20% less meat than Burger King. Unbelievable. 
luckily, I know perfect way to show McDonald's how I feel. I go to Burger King. Aren't you hungry for Burger King now? What the fuck was that? That. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, we got a throat clear in here. Yeah. He's oh, got thanks for covering for he's me. He's got something to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can just make fun of me and said he just stop. <laughs> that was the beginning of a lawsuit. Is oh. what it was. Um, yeah, I guess he can't really say those things. Or you can. I couldn't understand what the way. fuck she was saying. Um, was that what was that? Uh, the goal? I mean, yeah. I mean, she went nowhere. That little girl. That was the end of her career. All right. Um, I'm kidding. It's Buffy. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, that's why it in, says in, SMG. In 1982, so she would have been like five years old. Um, yeah, she. It was like one of her first, uh, first big gigs was the, uh, and it, she was like a regular. They had a bunch of spots um, for Burger King that she did. She was oh. uh, the cute little girl, and there were <laughs> there were some where she's like, I like Burger King, blah blah, and then, but this one was a problem because. They start to say they. This is the first time, and the burger war has been going on for a while. This was the first time that a competitor called out an other by name. They would say like, "Oh, our competitors are other burger companies," but this was the first time Burger King goes, "McDonald's is full of shit. Their burgers are twenty percent less weight than ours after cooking," and you know asterisk and ours are also flame broiled and mcdonald's like hey 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 hey, this is uh some slanderous shit so they file suit and they attacked them on a couple levels they're like one you can't say that our burgers are 20 percent. you can't prove all that burger king's like yes we can and mcdonald's filed an injunction saying you can't say this anymore and the judge is like yes they can eventually they settled out of court whether it was dismissed or there was payments, there's like it was done. Um, but a young Sarah Michelle Geller was named in the suit. So this little five year old girl had to testify in court. Uh, about what? Because uh, like she made <laughs> it, it, it makes no sense why she was called because she's an actress. It wasn't like she's like like a, it was a testimonial, right? But I I think it was them just kind of you know being dicks, um, and uh, there the, the the actually bulk of the suit then actually went after Burger King's claim, saying that their burgers are flame broiled when McDonald's are fried. McDonald's like look. Yes, some of your burgers are flame, flame broiled, but there are other times where maybe they're flame broiled, but then you reheat them or you just boil them or like it wasn't a standard. Oh, you're always flame broiling your burgers. Sometimes you just do it to get them done. And it was an ugly back and forth. And this little five year old girl uh, gets sucked into the middle of it. And she made a had an interview with uh, like TMZ and a couple other, you know, all those rags uh not too long ago and she said the saddest part was like being a kid and, and there was all this this rumor like you like type in Sarah Michelle Geller 
and it's always like banned from McDonald's. She wasn't banned from McDonald's. McDonald's didn't say you can't come in here. But because of like the suit, it's like lawyers are like, look, don't go into McDonald's, like mm. common sense kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of bummed. Like she spent a bulk of her childhood that it was in like the awkwardness that. Uh, I wonder why she's so thin and in shape. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's it. Everyone go get sued by McDonald's. And that's the secret to uh, living a long, healthy life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, fun, fun little. My, that was my fun little nugget of the show. Good nugget. All right. Here is my next McDonald's pick. We talked about him before, but I found something. I got. We're deep. It's a squeezer deep dive here. We're going all Ooh, in. I like deep dives. When the clock strikes half past six, babe, time to hit for golden light. It's a good time for the great taste dinner at McDonald's. It's Mac tonight. Come on, make it Mac tonight. Yeah. I love this promo as a kid. I love Mac Tonight. But I found this article written by Brian Van Hooker uh, a month ago from Mel Magazine where he got an oral history of Mac Tonight, the 1980s creepy moon-like mascot. So the tune, obviously, we know is Mac the Knife, which was only made famous by Bobby Darren in 1959, but it was originally from the 1928 play The Three Penny Opera. The song chronicled the crimes of a serial killer, but when it appeared during the commercial in 1986, it was referencing, well, I mean, it'll eventually kill you, but fast food. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, I just learned something. I, I assumed it was a Bobby Darren song. No, it's from a, a play called The Three Penny Opera. Huh. Um, the character, and the funniest thing I learned tonight was that uh, this this you know the last McDonald's episode we talked about the firm behind the monopoly yeah and mm-hmm. and how the one guy was like stealing the things and selling them so um Mac the knife was made by that same uh, Davis Johnson mogul in Columbato. and Brian Brad A Ball the former president uh says since the beginning McDonald's advertising they set up like regional advertising agencies. Like they called them the National Guard Unit. It's so that like when other like uh, restaurants or fast food restaurants would pop up in an area, like these people would be there to, to have a community oriented uh, promotion to defend against them. Like that's evil. Yeesh. The, the Southern California guys were the ones who did the McDonald's breakfast in the marketplace in 1971. They did the Monopoly game, um, a lot of stuff. And in the mid-1980s, it was their idea for Mac the Knife because it sounded a lot like Mac Tonight. Um, And their biggest Achilles heel, even today, apparently, is their dinner business, which is crazy to me. Oh, like it drops off after after lunch hours. Yeah, right. Huh. So the lead creative guys were Pete uh, Kratulis and Jim Benedict, and um, they got the rights from the of the song from the Three Penny Opera 
and they worked with a music company named Lanny Music to develop the song. And the lyrics were, when the clock strikes half past six, babe, time to head for Golden Lights. It's good time for a great taste. Dinner at McDonald's. It's Mac tonight. Come on, make it Mac tonight. Uh, and they love that it used It's a Good Time for the Great Taste because that was their shtick for typical commercials. Mm-hmm. So Brock Walsh was the musician and the singing voice of Mac Tonight. He says, Mac Tonight is fond part of my musical history. I had the good fortune of working with my friends Mark Via, and who was one of my partners in Lanny Music. We've done a number of commercials together, and most often I was employed as a singer. When Brad Ball had this crazy idea to do Mac Tonight, he turned to Mark, who gave me a shot. It went well. Mark and his partner, Jay Kennedy, did the arrangement. It was such a winner. In fact, the demo we did for Brad to pitch McDonald's was the same recording we used on the first commercial. Now, here's the craziest thing I've read. Pete Catrullis, the former creative director at DJMC, said, I knew that we didn't want a real person to sing the song. We wanted something like Max Headroom, kind of a cult character that had to be relatable and likable and they could sell the Happy Meal toys with. At one point, soon after the first bots aired, they got a call from Frank Sinatra's people saying Frank would be interesting in doing the commercials with the song. They said no. We were flattered, <laughs> especially since he didn't do commercials, but we didn't pursue it. Mac Tonight had to be something on its own, and it couldn't be a celebrity singing the song. Yeah, that wouldn't have the same... We wouldn't be talking about it now. No. Nope. So uh, they said they loosely pitched the idea of Mac Tonight to McDonald's headquarters in Chicago. And once they said, okay, we armed ourselves with storyboards and presented it to the franchises. I'll never forget that because I presented it on stage and two of the franchises ran up and kissed me on the cheek. They were so excited about it. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> um... They used the production company Rhythm and Hughes Studio to produce and direct the actual commercial on film. Uh, Steve N- Nile uh, did makeup and practical makeup and practical effects artist for SNG Studios. I've done many things for Hollywood, from Star Trek to Ghostbusters. With this, I was just home one day and got a call and went down to be interviewed. Showed me concept dra- concept drawings, and I said, "This isn't a problem. I can sculpt that." And I got the job. Damn. Yeah. I wish I was talented. I had. You are talented. Stop it. No. I can't, I can't make a giant moon man playing piano. Mm, you could if I asked you to. I had made a oh, life but... mask of him and sculpted this foam rubber full head prosthetic with a fiberglass underskull and eyeballs that moved and everything. He was literally glued into the alien costume. Oh, this was Doug Jones' alien costume. So when Mac Tonight happened, I highly recommended him to wear the costume. Doug Jones was the actor who played the body of Mac Tonight. When I first got the call from my agent about the audition, I was told it was for a nightclub singer. I was 26 at the time, and it didn't really fit the Frank Sinatra type, but I went to audition audition anyway. When I got there, there were like guys like gray-haired Italian-looking guy in tuxedo, and I thought, I'm never going to get this. But then on my... The walls, I saw storyboards for the commercial, and I saw the big moon head, and I said to myself, oh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> um, and he got he got the job. Yeah. Wearing this big fucking moon head. I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I had the metal business card for like whatever that was. It's like a piece of metal with just a picture of him on it. Yeah, I, I didn't have that. Um, they they form the, the yeah they filmed the first commercial at Rally Studios in Hollywood, and um, there's like the big hamburger and everything, and the big sign behind the money that put behind the neon sign alone. Must have cost a fucking fortune. They did four spots in the first shoot, all of which had me on top of a giant rotating Big Mac. Once I climbed up there and got wired in with the animatronics, it would have a big production to bring me back down. So I stayed up there in that moonhead, even when they were resetting cameras for an hour. I'd say, oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. It was early in my career, and I never wanted to make a fuss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why it was a lot easier for those guys when it's not Frank Sinatra. Yeah, exactly. Ah, he can sit there. He's fine. Yeah. No one even knows his name. Hey, Moon Man. Right. It's Mac tonight. Yeah. Hey, Mac. Mac. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, The funny thing about the commercial is there's no real burger in it. We had a giant burger he sat on, of course, but there were no fries, no Big Mac, no appetite appeal. It was just a song and Mac tonight. It started airing in December of 1986. Uh, Jones said, the actor, At the time, I had a 13-inch black-and-white TV in my small apartment in the valley. My wife, Laurie, and I made some frozen burritos, and we sat in front of the little TV. I remember screaming, There it is when it came on. It had good music and good visuals. You can't argue with what works. These ads definitely work. When Mac Tonight broke... All of a sudden, the dinner business in the region went up like 10% overnight. It was huge, which, of course, caused the national McDonald's in Chicago to take notice. So this was just made regional. Oh. And then they went, it went, like it blew up. So Mac tonight that goes national. That's a hell of an investment for just a regional promotion. I know. All right, it's going to talk about the card soon. Um. So they were very successful. I believe DJMC did the first batch of national ads, and there was a handoff to Leo Burnett, who did av- national advertising for McDonald's. It was a new advertising company, but they still kept me, Steve Brock, and a guy named Roger Barry, who's speaking voice of Mac Tonight. I remember the first batch of national ads. Ads We did one spot in a carnival and another front and, and a Big Ben-type clock. And this time, DJMC took out a full-page ad for Mac Tonight and Ad Age magazine, nobody knew it was me, but I was like, I'm in a full-page ad in Ad Age. They have the clock tower. Hmm. It was big. It was a big deal. A lot bigger mm-hmm. than I thought it was. I mean, I loved it. 27 commercials total they did. To me, it was never quite the same when the national agency took it over. I just don't think they were interested in, in creative. I don't know what they understood about who Mac was and make it take it further. Oh, I, I'm sorry. They weren't interested in the character development. Yeah. Mac was everywhere, too. Some franchi- franchisees even had full-size animatronic Mac Tonight's built that sat at a grand piano in the restaurant, kind of like you'd see at Chuck E. Cheese. He was also on The Simpsons. You can't get any bigger than that. Uh, there was also a uh, NASCAR paint job. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Bill Elliott's uh, 94 because he was hit McDonald's was normally the orange and uh, yellow. But then uh, 
he occasionally ran the Mac to Night car, mm. uh, which was purple and had like the his head on it. Oh, I still have quite. I, ha- I had the little die cast of it. Oh, that's pretty cool. I still have quite a bit of Mac Tonight merchandise. I have all the Mac Tonight Happy Meal toys, which had Mac in some more mode of transportation. I have one at my desk, the train at, at, at work. There was also a lot of merchandise from Spencer Gifts, which had a whole product line of sippy cups, beach towels, t-shirts, and all kinds of things. I still have two beach towels. Um, right now, I'm looking at a Mac Tonight clock. I remember once found Mactonite trash cans for sale at my local pick and save. I bought them all. Um, for a three-year window, Mactonite was everywhere. That was my 15 minutes. I was brokenhearted when it all came to a grinding halt thanks to Bobby Darren's kid. Uh, 19, October 9, 1989. McDonald's sued for Mactonite. The son of late singer Bobby Darren is suing McDonald's court for more than $10 million, alleging the restaurant trains copied his father's singing style in the Mac Tonight commercials. The suit filed late week, uh, late this week in Los Angeles Superior Court alleges the television ad infringes on rights to Darren's 1959 hit song, Mac the The suit alleges the character's voice and gestures remember that of Darren, who died at, in 1973 at the age of 37 of heart. I didn't realize he died that early. Yeah. The suit was filed on behalf of Dodd Darren, the singer's son, and only heir. Uh, from what I know about the lawsuit, the Mac Tonight had been running for a few years and the found. Bobby Darren's family felt infringement. I never quite understood because we got the rights from Three Penny Opera, but McDonald's didn't really seem to fight it. They just let it go. It wasn't worth it. Yeah, they're like at that point they're probably like, all right, it it ran its course anyway. Right. Let me. Uh, so then it was brought back in Singapore in 2007, apparently. Uh, maybe they don't have the same uh, rights issues there. Oh. And then uh, it start. It got picked up by the alt right and the KKK. Ah, <laughs> oh, fun. Can you just let us have something. Let me see this. This cards were all about. Yeah, Playing I don't know what that exists for. Oh my god, that's great. Hey, you're gonna love this. Now you can get great food offers at McDonald's with free Mac What's that? Cards. You, you, can you hear it? Kinds of great food next visit no. Whether it's at breakfast, lunch, or my favorite. Hold on, dinner. I'll tell you what it is. Listen, with these Mac tonight cards, you want to come back and try for some great food offers tonight, tomorrow, the next day. I don't know. Mac tonight cards, but he's playing a giant harmonica. I never saw the commercial before, and now it's my favorite one. <laughs> All right. That uh, was... I'm not, not going to listen to it now. I, I have it saved. I'll listen to it after the show. All right. That, Mac tonight. Here's your next pick, Squeezer. And now, if you wish, sir, luncheon is served. All right. Food. I like this place. I hope you didn't go to too much trouble, you know, with Don't, food and all. Not at all, madam. I prepared that was the movie clip, not me. Menu. Consomme, <laughs> fruit de mer, poulet, palme de finoise, and... A bomb surprise. Oh, it sounds delicious. However, Master Ritchie was of the opinion that his young guests deserve a break today. You have your own McDonald's? No way! Not bad. Doing an analysis of the uh, secret sauce. I never saw this movie. Uh. Really, uh, it's it's it is what it is. Uh, it it's basically a bunch of throwaway 
just bits and not even not even bits or sketch or just imagine if you were a kid and you just went down a list of all the things you would do if you were an independent billionaire child like oh i would have bouncy houses all over the place and a mcdonald's in my house and basically that's what a bulk of the movie is mm. is just checking off those lists and just you know here here you go kids like this is it's almost like a, a like an uh, like a toy run. Like like going through that list, like, oh, I would get the bikes and then right. I would go for video games and the, you know, G.I. Joe's. It, that's basically what the, what the movie was. It was a checklist for everything you wanted to do as a, as a kid. Okay. Um, and then uh, Michael McShane uh, with the line, uh, he's he's coming through. He's the, he's the professor. He just, he's a, the, what the hell is his name? Dr. Uh, Doctor Swanson in Office Space or Friar Tuck in uh, Prince of Thieves. Uh, he's yes. like the scientist that works. The guy for... who dies after he hypnotizes Peter and doesn't wake back up. Yes, yeah, he's that's al- him. He's also um, uh, FDR and Franklin Franklin Delano Romanowski in Seinfeld. He th- uh, yes, he, yes. He, he uh, what the hell does he do? His wishes for him to drop dead. Kramer. That was the backwards episode, the betrayal, where they're in Here India, and he's got the giant lollipop, and it, it slowly gets bigger throughout the show because it's going backwards. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm a Seinfeld. No, it's okay. I, I I wish I had what. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Continue. Um, but he he's coming through with like a tray full of just stacked with burgers, fries, and in between it too, he also has Happy Meals for himself. Uh, as he's just running out, uh, but and then it and and then it cuts to the next scene. Like that—that's the thing with the movie. Like it's like, oh, he has a McDonald's. Awesome. Let's move on. Now we're playing street hockey. Like it's just boom, boom, boom. Let's get this all out. And eventually, you know, there there's a big face off inside Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh. Um, but yeah, I I was so jealous. This would have been my top five. I would have loved to have McDonald's in my house until you realize that your whole house is gonna smell like a deep fryer. Yeah. Um, and then you know Morgan Spurlock comes up and ruins everything for us. Yeah, you can't even get a um, Happy Meal that's like fucking bad for you anymore. They're so goddamn healthy. I know. Healthy. I'm trying. Like, like we actually had this conversation um, the other day with some uh, cousins or whatever. You know, everyone has kids now, and like you're like, yeah, we went to McDonald's, and it was like there. It used to be like a. At first, it was like, oh yeah, we went to McDonald's. Who cares? And then it was like, oh, you went to McDonald's. You know, it's like so taboo. It was like child abuse by getting your kids McDonald's for a while. But now it's like they cut back the salt. They throw in some apple slices and you can get like just a regular milk. And it's like, oh, this is no worse for you than any, you know, U.S. foods frozen thing that they're going to pump down your gullet in school. Right. So it's really not that bad. Or at least that's what they tell you. <laughs> what you tell yourself. I think I just saw an article when I was searching for that the Happy Meal got even healthier. So we'll get the uh, apple slices at the same time my kids want damn french fries. Because they know better. They're oh. delicious. Can you order it with french fries? or? Yeah, yeah. You can, still, you can, you can make it as unhealthy as you want. Uh. Um, but they give you the option to be like, you know, to make you feel better about yourself. You oh, can get like a, a milk and a, an apple slices. And yeah, it's like, that's not a happy meal. 
Yeah. That's just regular everyday lunch. Right. You know? But, uh, yeah, I, I, I was a, l- a little jealous. Although, and my thing is, too, like, it, if I had a McDonald's in my house every day, I would still just get the same basic-ass two-cheeseburger, you know, combo every time. Maybe I would just get it a couple times. Ah, uh, chicken nuggets all day, every day for me. Well, I would get chicken nuggets, too. <laughs> Milk jug, apple slices, and four-piece chicken nugget. Ugh. Oh, you get the fries yep. too. Oh, okay, the fries are in there too, but they're so teensy. Uh, yeah, they're teensy tiny, and usually I end up eating them before they even know. <laughs> wait until wait until one day they're old enough and they re- they learn what a Five Guys is. Yeah. Oof. This is uh, two hundred twenty-five calories for the chicken nuggets, four-piece chicken nugget, world-famous fries, one hundred ten, the milk, and yeah, hundred of those calories is from the milk. Yeah. So it's like fucking nothing, and uh, compared to ten times that of what someone we know had for lunch the other day. Oh my god! That flaming bag of McDonald's, <laughs> flaming toilet afterwards. Good god! Imagine the dump someone would take. Out of that. <laughs> I, I think about it all the time. What was it? Should we tell the people what someone ate at work? Yeah, go ahead. He doesn't know how podcasts work. We're not naming names here. No, we're not naming names, but we, you know who you are. <laughs> Where was Actually, it? Actually, this no, this could be at least a half a dozen people. So. Yeah, really. It was in the... Okay, here it is. It was uh, a 10-piece chicken nugget, a Big Mac, a quarter pounder with cheese, and a large fry, and probably a large like sweet tea. 2,250 calories, 123 grams of fat, 186 grams total carbs, which is only 68% of your carbs, so it's really low carb. And it, the whole thing was still like 3% of your daily fiber. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah, 13 grams of fiber, so you should get like at least 35. Like I eat like the, the like super melon seeds that I like to get, like two handfuls of that is like 100% of my daily fiber. You you ate 2,500 calories and you got like a tenth of what I eat in a handful of like but this, seeds. But this, this doesn't even have the large sugary drink on it. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure it was either just like a water or a seltzer, maybe even a, just a diet, right? No, like large sweet tea. I'm Coke, assuming. Uh, oh. Yeah, so there's like really few menu or menu items you can get to, you know, I don't know. It's it's not like unless you go don't go to McDonald's every day, kid is what kids is what I'm telling you. Yeah, it's all right every now and then. Maybe. But uh, what would you? What's your tip? Let's let's pot out your calories from a McDonald's menu. What do you get? The two cheeseburgers. Like just be yeah, honest. two cheeseburgers, so medium fry and a Coke Zero. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, medium fry. Mm-hmm. I want. Don't get me wrong. Like everyone's like, "Oh, squeezer, you're full of shit." No, no, no. I want the big one, but I don't. Five guys will get the big one. And then and you got a Coke Zero, so I won't even add that. Yeah, don't even bother. All right. I just want to put the chemicals in. 
you're looking at 920 calories, 41 grams total fat, 107 grams total carbs, 35 grams protein, and uh, 1,700 milligrams of sodium, 73% of your daily value. Jesus Christ. That's that's the fries, right? Oh, must be. And probably the burgers. Honestly, I had one. It's been a while. But the last time, like, I had just a plain old cheeseburger, I, like, I, I, God, I sound like such an old man. I'm like, holy shit, this is salty. Just, like, the burger itself. Like, I I had the same, like, flush reaction that I would get when I would just throw a handful of sunflower seeds in my mouth, you know? You know what their ingredients are in their french fries? Uh, the, is potatoes and salt? Potatoes, vegetable oil. Um, and the vegetable oil is canola oil, corn oil, soybean oil, hydrogenated soybean oil, natural beef flavor, wheat and milk mm-hmm. derivatives, and then it's but dextrose. Those are all the oils that are bad for you, right? Sure. Dextrose, sodium acid, pyrophosphate to maintain color, and salt. And it says natural beef flavor contains hydrolyzed wheat and hydrolyzed milk as starting ingredients. What does that even mean? <laughs> Scientists are amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Googling hydrolyzed. I want to. I want to see the hydrolyzed. Hydrolyzed wheat proteins are widely used as functional ingredients in foods and cosmetics because they're emulsifying. <laughs> and I'm eating lipstick. Yeah, primarily, yeah. I'll be damn. No kidding. Uh yeah, so the each the the fries are three hundred twenty calories. Each cheeseburger is three hundred. Now I'll do mine. I'll do mine. To be fair, squeezer. Yeah, only fair. Um, so I'm deleting the two cheeseburgers. I mean, it's not horrific outside like the salt. Man, li- listen, us. Yeah, but nine hundred twenty calories for one meal is pretty horrific. Yeah. Yeah, but that you, that's if with a little bit of effort you can work that off. Like it's not going to ruin your day. It's not twenty five hundred. All right. Um, let's add some uh, tangy barbecue to that. Okay. Oh, mine's mine's only seven hundred eighty calories. Ten piece huh. ten piece chicken nugget, tangy barbecue sauce, medium fry, seven hundred eighty calories. 40 grams total fat, 79 grams carbs, 28 grams protein. That's actually not a bad meal for you. Um, and only 65 milligrams cholesterol as opposed to 89 for yours. It's that red meat. But total fat is 40 grams. That's pretty bad for one meal. Especially when it's chicken. It's, is it chicken, though? Well... Anyway, sorry to ruin food for everybody, but yeah, it's fun. We have fun. All right, let's move on. Squeezer, uh, was that your pick or my pick? That was mine. That was uh, Richie Rich. All right, speaking of uh, horrible for you. In Jurassic Park, the place to go to satisfy a Tyrannosaurus-sized hunger is McDonald's, where something big is happening to your favorite extra-value meal, dino-sizing. For just a little more, get dino-sized fries and a large drink in one of six free Jurassic Park collector things. Dino 
sizing. What you want is what you get at McDonald's today. And now at McDonald's, dinosaurs come to life on six Jurassic Park collector cups. Get one free when you buy a large drink or dino-size extra value meal. But hurry before they're extinct. So back in the day before like rules and everything, McDonald's <laughs> was the place for like movie tie-ins. Like you have a big blockbuster coming out of Summer Temple. You're going to tie it in McDonald's. And I believe everyone says Dino Size was the king start of Super Size. Uh, but I think it started before that. But anyway, I found this article. Did you know Super Size um, existed because of Dino Size? But I think when Dino Size, the Dino Size meal came out in 1993, they kept it and called it Super Size. Uh, so it was like, and I like it just for a little money. I think it was 35 cents, right? To supersize. Damn. Yeah. And you get the supersize fry and the supersize drink. And supersize lasted up until Morgan Spurlock, like you said earlier, did the movie Supersize Me. Yeah, that that I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was dropping off or that yeah, that definitely put it like there had to have been people in a in a boardroom fuming. Like I'm not I'm not saying this, but I'm sure there's someone in there just looking at each other and making the little like finger guns thing, like winking at someone else, like, eh, should we? Mm-hmm. That cost them a lot of money. So I guess um what Morgan Spurlock did was he he did a, a a what a month of eating only McDonald's. I think it was a month. I haven't watched it since it came out. It was really good. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, and any time they asked him to supersize, he'd say yes. Um, and it almost killed him. Yeah, and he had to eat something different every like everything on the menu. It had to be something different every day: breakfast, yeah. okay, lunch, so, dinner. So here's the experiment. He must fully eat three McDonald's meals per day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He must consume every item on the McDonald's McDonald's menu at least once over the course of 30 days. He managed this in nine days. He must only ingest items that are offered on the McDonald's menu, including bottled water. All outside food consumption is prohibited. He must supersize the meal if offered, but he cannot request the supersize on his own. He will attempt to walk about as much as typical United States citizen based on a suggestive figure of 5,000 standardized distance steps per day. but did That not- was back then. Yeah. Uh, he didn't adhere to this. He walked more while I was in New York than he did when he was in Houston. So I, I, I like the, the massive moment of him asking Supersize, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> like, he had heart palpitations. He saw an internist to advise him to stop doing it immediately because he was having serious health problems. His liver was, like, becoming hardened. Mm-hmm. I mean, and definitely, it was over the top. Like, you're not supposed... We all know you're not supposed to eat this every day. Yeah, but people do. But people... Yes, but people do. March 2nd, Spurlock we know them. Today, we 30, about them. achieved his goal. In 30 days, he has supersized his meal nine times along the way, five of which were in Texas, four in New York City. His physicians are surprised at the degree of deterioration in Spurlock health. He noted that he's eaten as many McDonald's meals as most nutritionists say the ordinary person should eat in eight years. He ate 90 meals. Wow. Yeah, it took Spurlock five months to lose the 20 pounds and another nine months to lose the last 
How good do you think a salad tasted after all that? Mm-hmm. Probably not, because it's like it's like a fucking addiction. Like that food. That's true. You need that the, the salt, the salt, the fat, the sugar. You become addicted yep. to it. Yeah, um, oh, it's so, it's so good. McDonald's discontinued uh, super size option six weeks after the movie's premiere. Wow. It, it, um, and it tries to emphasize release uh, their healthier menu items. And then they denied it had anything to do with the movie. Okay. Like, I don't know. What, what size was like a supersized like drink? Like how many ounces? I I don't know how how big was McDonald's? Forty two ounces. It contained. It's supposed to contain four hundred ten calories. That's because, um, Forty-two ounces. Forty. Well, we know people get forty-four ounces from Wawa. Forty-two ounces, squeezer. I'm sure there's ice in it, but I'm trying to do the math. So that's how many? Forty-two. Forty-two ounces. Thirty. Because I was, I was always confused. Like when you, you have that giant drink, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And if you just take that massive drink and just hold it in front of you, like where your stomach would be, it's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Like your stomach can expand to like the size of a quart. So you're clearly like going beyond that. So uh, do you know what the size of the original fountain drink at McDonald's in 1955 was? Like the larger, like no, av- they only like, sold one drink. Just you one got size? a fountain drink. It was in 1955. I'm gonna go six ounces. Seven ounces. Oh, okay. As of 2012, the kid size was 12. It used to be nine, I think. Gee. Uh, and McDonald's isn't the only one. Uh, Wendy's had the Great Biggie, which was 42 ounces, and uh, Burger King had the King size, which was 42 ounces. Doesn't compare to Seven uh, Eleven's Team Gulp, which was 128 ounces. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. A full gallon. Full gallon of fucking soda. <sighs> God, this just makes me want to go to McDonald's right now. All right. Uh, moving on to your last pick. This show's making me very hungry. Yeah, that's what we do. Japan? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I love that I'm loving it tag at the end was just fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, so I wanted to go through and like find something on the international menu that we don't get that I would be interested in trying. Now the easy one would be for me to just go, oh, I want the poutine at McDonald's, but you know, uh, trust me, 
it's in the plans. Um, I but the, the one I the Arby's poutine sandwich. Remember, I sent that to you. I know, and then I started googling because I the plan was we we're gonna be in Montreal, and then I like started searching for like an Arby's, and the the closest Arby was like Toronto. So I'm like, all right, we're gonna have to go out of our way. Well, you go through Toronto on the drive there. Well, it was Laval. It wasn't Montreal, Squeezer. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the no NHL All Star game is. was supposed to be in Laval. That, that's like uh, we us telling everyone, oh yes, I I live in you know Allentown. Billy Joel song. Oh, yeah, but it's about Bethlehem. Um, but what I really, really want to try, because to me, the, some people might think, oh, that is so gross, but this sounds delicious to me. The Gratin Croquette Burger. Sounds gross. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It, it's a, a seasonal burger. It's for the winter because, you know, it's um, you know, it's a very hearty burger. Yeah. Um. I don't like saying burger too, just because it comes in a bun. It's not a burger. Burger's meat. Okay. Uh, I I watched a guy eat a fake meat burger today at dinner. It just disgusted me. Ugh. Um. It is a uh, it's a combination of fried crab and macaroni and cheese in a croquette. Uh, so it's like crab and mac and cheese, breaded and deep fried. And then it's on a bun with shredded lettuce and melted cheese and some kind of sauce. I don't know what. I think this sounds absolutely delicious. I want this so bad. Um, but it's only in only in Japan. So I have to go to Japan because I want this thing. And they still have it. It's, still, it's not like it was a thing and, you know, it went away. It's a, like a seasonal... You know, favorite. God, it just sounds so good. You don't want to try it? I don't. I wouldn't eat crab. Oh, I don't eat. Delicious. I don't eat bugs, and I won't eat crab. We talked about this. Uh, I uh, you're crazy. Okay, so just to reiterate on Super Size, I was right. Super Size was introduced in the summer of 1987, uh, and they brought it. It was like kind of like the McRab. It came back and like went away. And for the 1988 film Who Framed Roger Rabbit, instead of having a Happy Meal promotion targeted at children, they opted for a supersized promotion to appeal to teenagers and young adults. The same with Jurassic Park uh, with the dino size option. Now, it was after the dino size option that they kept it on the menu with supersize uh, till 2004 after supersize me. So, yes, I was right. And the article was wrong. Man. <laughs> okay. Um, and is that a strictly American thing? I feel like the super size. Yeah, we're the biggest fat asses in all the fat yeah. asses. Yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, the, the Japanese got it right because this thing just looks delicious. And if you think that it, it, the combination is gross, um, there is a little there's a, a gastropub not far from me. That uh, would have uh, crab mac and cheese, and it is phenomenal. It is so good. Um, so yeah, you take that and then bread it and fry it, and then put it on a bun, a McDonald's bun. Oh, I'm in. Um, I saw something, so, Squeeze. I wanted to talk to you about the film industry too, and I, I just realized is in my notes here. I didn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. 
Did you see that they're, uh, the industry is no longer referring to a Russian arm as a Russian arm anymore? Oh, come on. They're calling it a U, the letter U, dash crane. I thought that was pretty clever. Oh, that is pretty clever, actually. Because it is like All a right. U. It is like an upside down U because it hangs off of uh, like a car. Yeah. Okay. Didn't Jordan have a Russian crane? A Russian arm? He, that's, what he, that's what he does down there. I yeah. He's still doing them. Yeah. Yeah, they're calling yeah, it a... Yeah, he got hooked up with a, a driving stunt company, and he's an operator down there. Yeah, so they're calling it a Ukraine now, in honor and respect to the country of its origin. It was all Ukrainian engineers who built the world's famous piece of filming equipment. Um, huh, and we only call it a Russian arm because they... They want to steal all the credit. You well, know what? Fine. I'm, you know what? I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be like, oh, we can't call it that anymore. You know what? Fine. If that's where it came from... It's a Ukraine. It's a Ukraine. I, I think like that's it. great. The Ukraine. It makes sense because that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, I think I figured you'd appreciate. When I saw that, I was like, I gotta tell this. I should. Crazy. I should. I should text him and see if that if they change the name down there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, actually, I just said something to Janelle the other day. Uh, so I'll see if if you don't text him, I'll text her. And yeah. The true yeah, boss. Yeah. See if they if they change the name down there. Yeah. Uh, there was there's a, a cute story between that. They were dating at work. That she was my friend Janelle, and he they were Squeezer's boss. And when they realized we were friends, Squeezer went to work for Forensic Files. They approached us both. Well, they approached me not to say anything to you because they thought mm -hmm. no one knew. It's like don't say like they cornered me and like don't say anything to Derek about. I'm like who's Derek? <laughs> don't say anything to Derek about. Um, uh, Mike and I dating. No one knows at at work. I'm like, oh, I think they all know, but okay, I won't. Yeah, and we we won't tell anyone. Don't tell them about Mrs. Squeezer and yeah, Derek I, I, did, I didn't either tell too. them about Mrs. Squeezer. Meanwhile, the two of us are in two cars driving directly at each other at full speed for a shot, while they're both standing on the side of the road holding hands, squeezing them nervously because. <laughs> Their loved ones are driving straight at each other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But no, it's just co-workers. Yeah. Just co-workers. Yeah. I would have been right there squeezing their hand with them. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have anything more on the croquette sandwich thing? I, I want it. I, they need to take, have an uh, AHL All-Star game in Japan so we can go. <laughs> oh, boy. That's how I travel. <laughs> All right, here's my last pick. Surprise! Guess who? The Loch Ness Monster. No. The Six Musketeers. No. Oh, the McDonald's Chicken McNuggets Happy Meal with regular fries and soft drink. Oh, how'd you know? Just a lucky guess. When you buy a McDonald's Feeling Good Happy Meal, in each box you can get a Ronald McDonald toothbrush or a Birdie the Early Bird mirror or a Fry Guy sponge, or any one of these six neat things. Feeling good Happy Meal boxes and participating McDonald's. Ah, uh, 1984. One of my first Happy Meal toys ever was such a letdown. The feeling was it a Fry Guy sponge? Uh, I had the Fry Guy sponge, I had the Grimace soap dish, and I had the um, the the pirate who wanted the, chick, the fish filet sandwich comb. I wanted the... Or, or birdie the early bird mirror, but I never, I never got uh, there. Was, so there was a uh, fry guy sponge, which is a little blue sponge. 
two toothbrushes, one with Ronald McDonald at the head, and it's like a bus at the end, the other with uh, the Hamburglar. The Grimace soap dish, which I wish I still had. That thing was beautiful. I kept like trinkets in it. Um, hold on, what was the pirate? I should get his name right. Captain Crook. Captain Crook. It's a Captain Crook comb. Uh, he would soon be. I, I think he was phased out, but uh, eighty-seven. Yeah, eighty-seven. I knew he was phased out. It's only fourteen dollars on the eBay. What the the dish? Yeah. I think that would look really good on our counter in the bathroom at work. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, um, yeah the Captain Crook comb, uh, and uh, yeah, so it was. It was like I my my one of my first rememberings of of Happy Meals was this isn't a toy. This is bullshit. But I did love the Grimace soap dish because for trinkets, squeezer. Because like back ah. when you're a kid, you wanted things to keep stuff in for some reason, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Any. Any, any container box or box or, or anything, like it was like, oh, I could keep things in this. Like, yes. I have more things now than I did ever in my life, and I'm never looking for things I could keep things in. <laughs> yeah, they just sit on your desk. Right, just six and pile random piles on my desk and basement. <coughs> ah, I just swallowed my spit the wrong way. I hate when that happens. When you start <laughs> coughing. Oh God. Damn. Uh. We did a four-hour game, it felt like. So what did we go? We started, we filmed the opener on 6, went on air at 6.30, and we weren't off the air till like, 30 seconds before 10 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so what is it? And we didn't Six, shut seven, the hell up seven, in between. Eight, eight to so. nine, nine to 10. That's four hours of not, you know, we did three basketball games in that amount of time on Saturday. <laughs> you guys did. I'm sorry. Yeah, you were busy with your other full-time job. Yep. Being a father. It's a I running. Never said, run, I never said. Running gag at work. <laughs> I never said that. It doesn't matter. I know. It's taken a life of its own. Right, it when matter. would you have you ever heard me utter the words "father" ever for you, any? I, you any, you said it as a joke and condescendingly. I never said, I never said the word "father." Uh, you said you're a dad, and that's a full time. No, job. no. I said I have. I have kids. Uh, no, because it was even. It, it sounded mean just coming out the way I would have said it. But yeah. <laughs> but you're trying to do a bit, and what? How many times have I told you to not do bits? And no, it wasn't even a bit. <laughs> I was just shooting back at a bunch of guys giving me shit for not not hanging out and telling <laughs> dick jokes all night. We weren't telling dick. Do we tell dick jokes tonight? No, no, not, I wasn't talking about tonight. Kevin Smith about... line, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, gotcha. Grandma said, "No, not what you said." Grandma said, "The real money's in dick and fart jokes." Excuse me, my phone's like kind of hanging out my desk, and I keep lifting my hand and lifting it like that. That's what that is. All right, I think we're done, Squeezer. Yeah, we've talked the shit out of McDonald's. Yeah. Stand by for McDonald's episode three. Actually, what is next week? Um, I was just looking at this, and then I forgot again, because I retain nothing. Yeah, it's kind of hard when... Uh, I was actually doing work on this computer the other day. So... Um, oh! Oh, this is... I'm, the die the diecast die episode. Yeah, oh, die this cast is going to be show. fun. Yeah. Might as well call it the NASCAR episode for me. Yeah, mine. Uh, I had a lot of diecast that wasn't just cars, so I'm. You'll be. You'll be interested to hear what I got here. 
Interesting. Okay. It'd be like the Batman 89 episode for me. <laughs> so we're not going to curse and it's going to be 45 minutes? That's 66. I said 89. No, that was our first episode, wasn't it? Oh, right, 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 right. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was. Yeah. No, no, it's not what it's going to be. We're going to be cursing and it's going <laughs> to ramble on. Like, I thought we were going to end the night and I'm looking up right now and it's been an hour and 53 minutes. So, yeah, I was like, we'll end early tonight. No, no, we won't. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't worried. do it. Any gimmicks, no lunch lady, no Vince. I did no gimmicks. I kept it straightforward. I'm tired. I've talked all night. I was like, we're going to get through this. And it's going to be like maybe an hour and 20, an hour and 30 minutes. And here we are. Two hours. Yep. I spent four hours talking about Mac tonight. Yep. I just did that thing with my phone again. All right. I think it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not tired. We're just <laughs> at that point where our brains don't work anymore. Yeah. And ours barely work to begin with. So Yeah. It, we're just keeping it together. Yeah. And not that you have to be like have a brain and be intelligent to talk about McDonald's for two hours. Sure. We never claimed we were. Though. No. Yeah. On that note, we'll be back next week with another Radius Podcast. Podcast. Please rate and review us and uh, subscribe to <laughs> us on YouTube and hit the bell. Uh, I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. Bye, everybody. <laughs>